is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Coming this summer on June 28th, Jenny is teaming up with Proverbs 31 and doing an online Bible study with Get Out of Your Head. To sign up, go to Proverbs31.org, click study in the menu up at the top, and then online Bible study, and you're going to see Get Out of Your Head. You can register there and start to get all the emails and be a part of that community for six weeks. And now, here's Jenny. message that we have to measure up is coming at us from all different sides. When I wrote the intro to this book, I actually talked about a few places that that came for me. One of them was being a pastor's wife for more than a decade. And the pressures that that brought into my life were significant and isolating. But I actually want to go back a little further and talk a little deeper about one of the things that I struggled with in the book publicly, but also in the beginning, you know, in my 20s, I would say. I went to college and I wrestled with an eating disorder. It was anorexia. I was a cheerleader at the University of Arkansas. Go Hogs. And I walked through that season where you are in college, you're comparing yourself anyway to other beautiful girls everywhere. And then you also are walking through, you know, for me, I was weighing in every, I don't know if they hope they still don't do this, but I was weighing in, I think every week or so. And if you gained more than three to five pounds, you would get benched. And so there was a lot of pressure for me not to gain weight. And this is freshman year when, you know, you're kind of learning to eat on your own. And, and it's just, it's a hard time to not gain any weight. Just naturally, it kind of fluctuates freshman year. And then also, I came into college with a deep desire to please other people and to please specifically my dad. And my dad and I since have worked through this. And it's unbelievable how great our relationship is. But I definitely felt like I couldn't measure up in in high school and throughout college. And so that will mess with a girl. You know, you want to find a home and you really want your dad to be proud of you. That's part of, I think, the way we are made as humans, but specifically as females, we we want our dad's approval of us. And so I walked through a lot of my life trying to reach that invisible line we've talked about. Just, it's out there, I can reach it. If I work hard enough, if I am thin enough, if I am successful enough, I can reach it and I'll do it. I'll just do it. And I worked really hard at that. I remember in... in college waking up at 5 a.m. and going and running and I would control what I ate. It was very consuming. And I mean, I just look back at that girl and I'm so sorry for her. I want to shake her and say, oh gosh, there's so much more to life. At the same time, God was real to me and I was walking with him and I was doing ministry left and right. So there was this war playing out in my mind. And I remember reading a book that came out when my kids were young by Max Lucado. And if you've never read it, go order it on Amazon. And I mean, even if you don't have kids, like you need to go order this book. It is so good. It is called You Are Special. And it is this little wooden puppet. And the wooden puppet goes through life and keeps getting these dots put on him. And all the people have dots and they have stars and they pass them out based on the winners and the losers. And so the puppet can't seem to get the stars. And even if he does get a star, 
you know, it doesn't stay on and, and he gets more dots than he does stars and you don't want the dots. The dots are saying you you aren't good enough. Well, then, and he meets all these people that have lots of stars and he meets all these people that have lots of dots, but the whole little system in the world that he lives in, the world order is run by stars and dots. And then <laughs> he meets a girl that doesn't have any stars or any dots. It's going to make me cry again just talking about it. Like I cry every time I read it. And this girl says, and he says, how do you not have any stars or dots? And he couldn't decide, is this bad? Is this good? But he was intrigued. And, and, and she said, I go every single day to our maker, the carpenter that, that built us. And I go sit with him and he takes off any stars or dots I have. And so this little puppet goes to the carpenter, who's Jesus in the story, and he spends time with him. And Jesus, the carpenter, takes off all the stars and the dots. I cry every time I read it, but specifically when I would read it at that age, you know, I was in my 20s when my kids were that age, and and I would cry because that's all I wanted. I just wanted there not to be a system of stars and dots. And what Jesus gives us is a world without star charts, a world where where we're not defined by our greatest successes and we're not defined by our worst failures. All of it just kind of falls off. It's like Paul, he says in Philippians 4, he says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. And I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I'm well-fed or whether I'm hungry, whether I'm living in plenty or I'm living in want, whether I have stars or whether I have failures, I can do all things through him because of him who gives me strength, because of Jesus who is in us, providing what we need, that living water we talked about last week, because of a Jesus that wells up in and out of us, flows in, up and out of us, we are full and we're okay. And we can fail and we can disappoint people and we can go win the Super Bowl of life and not find our identity in it either way. Because we have a God who is defining us, who made us, he set us apart, he prepared us for good things that he prepared in advance for us, and then he sets us in our place with our people so that perhaps people may feel their way to him. That's all scripture promises that, that we are the adopted children of God, Ephesians 1. And because of our position, because of who we are in our God who created us and made plans for us and set us in our places, because of that God and the position we have in him, and the authority we have because of him, we actually get to play by a different set of rules <laughs> and, and with a different power and with a different strength. And that strength and that power comes from him. When I look back at that girl, I was just caught up in fear. And I was afraid of even God. I was afraid I was going to let him down. I just, everything I had picked up in my life of this star chart life, I had put on God. I assumed he worked the exact same way. And I was so afraid that I wasn't doing enough for him, that I was missing out, that I couldn't measure up, that there was some purpose out there that, that he needed me to know and I had to find it and get to it. And I was so anxious that I was not pure hearted enough, that I was not doing enough, that I was not walking with him enough, that there was this fear in my life. And it felt like even my religion and my faith was this backpack that I couldn't take off. And it was so heavy. And all I could think is, I want to take this off. I want to take this off. And I wanted God to be proud of me. So I just kept going under this weight. And it was exhausting. And I remember thinking, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. 
I don't want to do this anymore. I just wanted to take it off. And and it was in the beginning of If Gathering. If Gathering had just started and that pressure only grew. I wanted to make sure I was spiritual enough and mature enough to lead this thing that he had entrusted to me. And, and I didn't want to let people down. And I didn't want, oh, there's just a lot, y'all. My brain hurts thinking about it. Oh my gosh. And I actually met someone and tell the story in the book about, you know, this guy that I met that was a counselor. I thought he was a counselor. He actually was a very famous author who I didn't recognize. But I open up to him about about all my struggles and what I'm feeling. And he looks at me and he says, well, Jenny, what do you want? And I was like, I want him to say, well done. And I realized in that moment that he was, he was pleased. I had been obeying him that whole time. I'd been doing what he wanted me to do, but I had been picturing myself pulling and pushing and carrying this backpack and doing all this work. And and that verse of my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The reason why is because he is the oxen, the huge oxen beside me that is pushing. And I'm just kind of with him. And I'd been acting like he wasn't there and that I had to do all this. And what I say is I just feel like I jumped up on his back and I was like, okay, I'm in for this still. And I want you to do it. And I'm going to rest in my inadequacy and my failure. And I'm not going to try to be enough anymore. I'm just going to enjoy your enoughness. And I'm going to ride this. And I'm going to celebrate that you have enough power and resources and strength to do this thing. And I began to enjoy my life, guys. Instead of striving for my father, instead of striving for other people, instead of even striving for God, I just began to rest and to exhale and to enjoy God again and to enjoy people again and to delight in even the days that I didn't get anything done or maybe I messed up in such a big way that it's embarrassing and I was okay because my identity wasn't in some performance. Jeremiah 9, 23, 24 says, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. There was this new way to live. It was this water that would spring up in and out of me and that I wouldn't have to produce, that I would just have to dwell with God and abide and stay close to him and walk with him and ride his back and watch him work. I would get to rest into who he is and what he wanted me to do. And he would show me as we would go. He would pull me closer and help me see something that I wouldn't have seen unless I was walking with him. Relationship. It is what God wants from us. It's not a performance. It's not a religion that you have to check boxes. It's It's a relationship. And as we walk with him, as we, the verse says, understand and know him, then these things pour out of us. We become like him. But for a lot of us, it's almost like we have to unknow what we think about God because I just assumed he would be like my father and I had to work hard enough for him to accept me. Even though I knew I was saved, I knew that that my salvation wasn't dependent on my works. I did know that, but I still lived as if it was going to be me that accomplished the things he wanted me to do. And I would hold these things together and I would work really hard. And I remember that same guy that I spoke with said, hey, what if you just kick it all in? What if you just fail? What if you just kick in if gathering? And if it comes back, then you know it's from God because if it's from God, he'll keep it up and together. And it was the most freeing idea in the world. It felt sacrilegious to think of just kicking in if gathering this mission that you've given me. But I mean, I just quit trying so hard and began to just walk with Jesus and smile and enjoy the day he's given me and the tasks he's put in it and 
not to get ahead of myself and to trust him to provide. And I just lived completely differently. And it was so freeing. Hey, have you heard about this yet? Coming this summer on June 28th, Jenny is teaming up with Proverbs 31 and doing an online Bible study with Get Out of Your Head. The Bible study is completely free to sign up. All you have to do is have a copy of the book. And if you order the book through Proverbs 31, they have some really cool exclusive resources for you to download with your purchase. We are big fans of the team over at Proverbs 31. There's going to be exclusive videos, downloads, free resources, and even signed copies of the book that you can get to follow along for six weeks starting June 28th. To sign up, go to Proverbs31.org, click study in the menu up at the top, and then online Bible study, and you're going to see Get Out of Your Head. You can register there and start to get all the emails and be a part of that community for six weeks. We're always looking for ways to connect to you, to give you resources, to gather with your people, to go deeper and study scripture, and this would be a great way to do it. For the Proverbs 31 online Bible study starting June 28th, go to Proverbs31.org, click study in the menu, and then register there for free and get a copy of Get Out of Your Head. And now back to Jenny. So here's some of the questions that you all might be having. I have this very full plate of responsibilities and I can't shake it and I don't see any way out. How can I possibly stop striving when it really does all depend on me? What I'm talking about is not (laughs) negating all the responsibilities we have. We still have to do the work. But most of us aren't tired because of what we're doing. Most of us aren't tired because of the circumstances of our lives. Most of us are tired because of the pressures that we put on ourselves and honestly what's going on inside of our minds and our lives. We've talked a lot about this with Get Out of Your Head that a lot of us are just tired because our our brains are working so hard. We're tired from the anxiety. We're tired from the pressure. We're tired from the wondering what could go wrong and fearing things that maybe already have gone wrong in our lives. We're not tired from the outside pressure. We're tired from the inside pressure, from our soul's being so worked up and so much of the healing Jesus promises us is not that he's going to take away all our to-do list, but that he's going to be present in our to-do list with us, that he promises us a relationship as we are going to walk with him and to live a different way that is not full of striving and to realize it's okay to mess up and to forget something and to let people down. You're going to be okay. It's not that we try to do that. It's just that naturally that does happen. And so we don't get lazy and apathetic We just get free and peaceful and joyful in the midst of the work that we have. So I'm not saying that all the work will go away. I'm just saying that there can be peace within the work and that that peace comes from an abiding relationship with Jesus. So what are some of the practical steps toward living this out? I would just say the first and most important thing is just walk with Jesus as you are going. So yes, carve out a time in your day that you spend time with him. But that's not it, right? We keep walking with him. We keep talking to him. We keep asking him what next. We keep this open conversation and dialogue with him throughout our days. And we ask him about things. Ask him today. And these are the questions I would ask him today. Is there anything in my life that I'm doing that's unnecessary? Is there anything in my life that I could ask other people for help with? Is there anything in my life that I'm missing because I am not trusting you? And then ask him this, 
what would it look like for me to trust you more? I'm a big believer in journaling. I would get a journal and write those questions down. We'll put them in the show notes. You can copy and paste them into, you know, a document even and just type out, okay, what does it look like to to ask God these questions and what will he show you? There is a freedom. There is a way to set the backpack down, but keep doing the work. There is a way to enjoy God as you are going. There is a way to smile again and to laugh again and to remember that even in the midst of a busy, full life, that we can abide and we can be with Jesus, whether we're folding clothes or reconciling bank statements or putting notes into spreadsheets or building the next rocket to Mars, you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your job is, but as you are doing it, as you are going throughout your day, you can walk with him. And I promise you want to. It is how we were designed. We were designed to walk with Jesus. Hey guys, we are three episodes into our 12-week series through Nothing to Prove, and we hope you're enjoying it. I wanted to make sure you knew about the free book club kit that we made for you that walks you through Nothing to Prove book and the episodes that go along with each chapter. We even included some conversation questions for you to use, maybe to invite a neighbor, a friend, a sister, send them a text today, say, hey, I want to read through this book with you. I want to talk about it. I want to go a little bit deeper. So buy a copy of the book, download the free PDF on Jenny's website, and do this this summer. So go to JennyAllen.com, J-E-N-N-I-E Allen.com, and you can download that free PDF today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. podcast.